Hi there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever this may find you, in whichever part of the world you're at. Welcome to Seasons and Sessions. My name is Joel, and I am glad that you chose to join us today. Well, today we continue with our second episode of Battling Addiction. Last week, Michael shared with us some great points about battling with addiction, understanding the whole addiction journey, and what the mind has to play in this journey but most importantly also overcoming addiction with the word of god today we continue with our teaching and as we dive in our teaching i pray that you open up your hearts to receive what god has prepared for you and also feel free to share with us on our platforms we'll be glad to hear from you enjoy this session So when I'm saying the mindset of a new believer is because do you know that I recently learned that unbelief is faith in reverse. Mm. Yeah. There are some people who believe that they cannot live without alcohol. Mm. Some people believe they cannot live without weed, without drugs, mm. without sex. Yeah. But now we are believing something different. Yeah. Believe in something bigger than us. We are believing in the God who created the heaven and earth. Right. The God who loved us so much that He gave His Son. So that's what I mean by the mindset of a new believer. I want to take us uh, behind a bit for those that maybe are listening and maybe this is your first time and you're hearing new concepts, or maybe you're fresh in the faith. I wanted to give us again uh, a different understanding. In the beginning, the Bible says, when you read, I think it's in Romans 5, it says that by sin, by one man, sin entered into the world. Mm. Remember the story that we started with Adam and Eve sinning? By default, everyone became a sinner. sinner. Mm. Yeah. But it also says, by one man, also, we received salvation. Salvation Mm. Salvation also came through one man. That means what Jesus Christ did when and you see the beauty of it the beauty of it is this how we get birthed into sin is by them just me producing you mm-hmm. and now take us to john 3 john 3 uh, verses 6 it says that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit and if you read john 1 1 12 12 to 13 it says but as many as received him he gave them the power to become to become the sons of God. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how verses 13 says that which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So where am I going here? Where am I going with this? How how we receive this new nature mm. is different from how we receive the old nature. Mm. The old nature is by birth. Birth, right? And there is nothing that you can do when you're in your old nature, your sinful nature. There's nothing that you can do that will appeal to God. Mm. The Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags to Him. Mm, right. In Isaiah 64, it says our righteousness is as filthy rags to Him. Mm. That means even somebody who is a non-believer, yeah. who has not received Christ in their lives, 
and they are good people they don't steal they don't kill they don't yeah mm. they're not struggling with anything that you as a believer terms as sin yeah in god's eyes is still not of him mm. you understand mm. that is where people get it wrong people think that the reason as to why we receive salvation is to do these good things yeah i i think i shared with you the last in our last meeting that uh, there is a friend of mine that I bumped into and we hadn't interacted in a while mm. and he tells me oh Michael I hear these days you know a Jehovah's Witness and then and then I, I just smile I didn't really reply then mm. he goes very fast to telling me that, uh, that that oh so now you don't smoke so now you don't, don't drink, drink anymore now mm. you don't listen to this music mm. and in my mind I wanted to share with him and I believe after after we we had a conversation a deeper conversation regarding all that but you see it gave me a picture of how people view what we term as Christianity mm, is yeah. not doing it's this it's all about this. acts mm. it's all about the law people are still living under the law mm. people are still the bible calls it people are still being veiled you know that veil that covers the, a bride Mm. before they meet the husband people still have the veil of the law those were the times of Moses those were times of, of Moses mm. we have graduated from the law to grace yeah because now Jesus Christ came to bring about grace mm. he was now the representation of mm. grace mm. that is why the people he chilled with the most were sinners right he brought the ministry of of grace Uh, the Bible says that he brought about the ministry of reconciliation to take us back to the position that we once were in the beginning. Mm. That true original idea and mindset that God had for us. Mm. The relationship, not the contract. Mm. The law introduced a contract. Yeah. Christ introduced relationship. relationship. Wow. So, uh Yes. So I was sharing earlier the two natures. One mm. is by birth. Yeah. One is by birth. A birth, physical birth, birth. Your mother and father, the will of man, they come together and they give birth to you. You become a sinner by birth. Now, by 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 flesh. Now, how are you how does your nature change from flesh to spirit? It is very easy. Very simple. Very fast Romans 10 verses 9 Roman 10 10 verses 9 it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead remember when i gave the what is the reason as to why Christ was raised for our justification so here i saying and shall believe that Christ was raised from the dead thou shall be saved mm mm-hmm. But you see uh, I think maybe there is a point I need to bring out heavily on this scripture. Yeah. Remember I told you Christ was risen for our justification and I think yeah. in the earlier episode I talked heavily about that justification and I want to bring it again here. Uh Romans 5:1 Romans 5:1 Romans says 5:1. Okay. It says therefore since we have been justified through, through faith, faith. Mm. Yeah, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um let me see. This this one that I want to bring out more clearly. Um 
just don't lose us for a bit because there's a point uh, that I want to stretch out okay it's Romans 4 25 it's in okay, that it's in the previous 25 I don't know what your version says all right Romans 4 25 he was delivered over mm. to death for our sins mm-hmm. and was raised to life for our justification justification mm. just as though you had not sinned before the reason as to why he was raised and the reason as to why we believe what Romans 10 9 is telling us is to show us that heaven is not the only call right the ghost that you are not when you have received him into your mm-hmm. life everything around you has to change mm. you're no longer a victim of death yeah you're a victim of righteousness wow so romans 10 9 is telling us if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that lord jesus and, and shall believe in thine heart that god raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved, saved. so mm. this is how we become born again through that confession and like I said earlier at the end of the episode we shall we shall create an altar call if you're there and you're listening and you've never given your life to Christ we shall create that altar call for you so this is how one is born of the spirit Mm -hmm. understand Mm -hmm. and we go again to even consecrate it more through water baptism Mm -hmm. yeah so now this is a new creation and now we go very fast to second corinthians 5 17 is telling us that now because you have said that prayer you now it says it says that now you being a new creature you being in christ is saying that therefore if any man be in christ he is a new, is creature. A new creature all things are passed away behold all things have become new yeah. present test are now new that nature has left you i want you to go back to the analogy of the dead man yeah. the spirit has left but his body still has reflexes you are not a sinner by nature your body just has acts to see mm-hmm. you do not have to give into it anymore because it is not who you are that right. is why we have songs that tell us yeah, i am who you say i am mm. Get. so now what a believer is required to do at the point of receiving christ is now undergo the process of renewing mm, the mind, mind. Mm. now i want to go back to a point that i mentioned earlier you're not born of spirit mm. not of flesh now when you're born of spirit i think i showed you earlier or i don't know if i had showed you i did i, I did show you when i talked about how ephesians now says that we are now sealed with the holy spirit yes yes, yes. Now, what, why, why God gives us his Holy Spirit? Why that seal is there? That seal is to act as a barrier between your spirit and sin. Mm. That means right now, you can sin, but sin won't affect your spirit. It will just affect your flesh. You give, you give certain rain to your flesh when you sin. Paul tells us very profoundly when you go to now what I'm going to share on heavily on this episode, Romans 6. He's saying, hmm. if you go, if you start earlier from Romans five, he goes about talking about sin and really talking in depth about it, and he tells us that our old man died. Romans six, he tells us, what shall we then? Say, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Because remember, I told you that God doesn't love you. Regard, he's not, his, his love is not in relation to your performance. Hmm. Right. That means you can still commit acts to sin, 
but God will still, still be there for you. Mm. But it does not mean that now you need to see. Yeah, or now that you should take it for exactly. granted. Mm. Now here is saying, shall we, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? No. Because earlier he was saying that law brings about grace. grace. Mm. So he says in verses 2, he says, No, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there even in this text he was saying if i'm to paraphrase he was saying god forbid how shall we that are dead to our sin nature live any longer in it Hmm. verses 3 he says know ye not that so as many of us who are baptized into jesus christ were baptized also into his death that means he was trying to say that when jesus christ on the cross gave up his spirit and mentioned and said it is finished hmm. he died to sin so that you also would die to sin yeah it goes on to say in verses 4 therefore we are buried with him by the baptism into death that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life hmm. because now we are we are, we are carrying now a new in nature, nature. Right. not a sin nature he says for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing that this and this is now where my point begins yeah knowing that knowing this that our old man our old nature Mm -hmm. our sin nature is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin now this is the word of god Mm. it cannot lie he has said that we, sh- we do not need to serve sin anymore. anymore. Because the thing that compelled us to serve has died. Mm. It's no longer part of who we are. Mind you, we are now talking about overcoming the power of sin and addiction in the life of a believer and a non-believer. Mm. For a non-believer, like I said, your journey begins when you receive Christ into your life. For that one who has been believing God, who has been believing in God, who has received God, and you're still struggling with sin, this is to show you, this is to give you the understanding that you may have the acts to sin, but you don't have the nature of sin. But you see, the reason why we still struggle with these things is because some of us think that we are sinners by nature. Mm-hmm. I have had people, tongue-speaking believers, pray, saying, God, you know that we have all sinned. You know that you know the reason as to why and the reason as to why they give this emphasis they're referring to that scripture for we are all sinners. Mm-hmm. For if anyone should say that they have no sin in them. No. You see, you should also understand the mind of God and understand how the word of God operates. Yes, we were all sinners, past tense. Yeah. But now we are not sinners. Mm. By nature. We are the righteousness of, of God. God. This right. is the mindset that a believer should, should have. Mm. This righteousness is a gift. Is a gift. Now, I want to go very fast to this scripture. It says, mm, I think it's in Romans. It's in Romans. Mm-hmm. So, if you go to Romans 3, 22, it says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, Jesus Christ, has unto all of us given up, uh, given up, up, up to, unto them who believe. Now, Romans six twenty three it says, "For the wages of sin is death. death. Mm. A wage is like a payment. Yeah. 
I have sinned, so I deserve death. death. Mm. But I love how the scripture ends. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life. life. It mm. is a gift. It is not something you worked for. It is something that was freely given, given to, to you. you. Your right. choice is to believe. Mm-hmm. How you access the righteousness of God is through your faith, not through your works. Mm. So now there is someone, there is a believer who is listening to me right now and he's sitting down there. He's trying to stop Sydney because he wants to appeal to God. That is not how we appeal to God. And let me tell you something. God is so, he's such an amazing father. If you read Hebrews 4, uh, 4.15, it goes on to tell us that we do not have a high priest who cannot empathize with our weaknesses. 4.15. You know, God was fully, not 4.15. You know, God yes, was, it's it's four fifty. Yeah. Mm. You know, you know, God, God was 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 full. Jesus Christ, when he was functioning in earth, he was fully human as well as being fully God. God. Mm. That means, why is he telling us here? He's saying that for we have a high priest which cannot be touched with our feelings, our infirmities, but we have one who was tempted in every way. What does that go to show you? That the flesh comes with the acts to see. Mm. But because Jesus was not a sinner by nature, he could not give it. He, had, mm. he, could, he didn't have to serve it. That yeah. is what Paul was trying to tell us. You do not have to serve sin. You do not have to give in. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. The reason as to why you keep on falling into patterns of sin and addiction is because you have not yet understood who you are. Mm. And when you understand, when you come to the revelation of sin won't have dominion over you. This is what Jesus Christ meant when he said, when you know this truth, the The truth of who you are, it shall set you free from the dominion of sin. That is why people perish, because they lack a certain knowledge, they lack a certain understanding. Jesus said in Matthew very profoundly, he said that at the time at which you understand, you shall be saved. That means what is still holding you into that sin is your lack of understanding. Understanding. He says we have one who has been tempted in all ways. But what is verse 16 of that same chapter telling us? He says, now let us therefore come boldly. Boldly. Why are you telling us to come boldly? Because you are looking at your sin, he is seeing his righteousness. Hmm. You're in two different places. And that is why when you read scriptures like uh, Amos 3, 3, it tells us, can two walk together unless they have agreed. Mm. Jesus Christ, God is telling you, come my son, let us go. But you're saying, ah, no, me, I'm a sinner. Ma, me, me, you know, I, mm. I, I, I watched porn. I, I, I was in the bar all, all night last night. I fornicated. I did all these things. You're seeing your sin. God is seeing your righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. Jesus has told us profoundly here that even him, had the temptations to act mm. but because it was not his nature to see he could not, not give see. in and that is what Paul was trying to tell us that you now being dead to sin should not serve sin anymore mm. let me tell you something as long as you're still here on earth your flesh will always be your number one enemy right and that is now where I go back to what Joel had asked me in the earlier mm. episode when he says a mind governed by the flesh is death mm-hmm. and a mind governed by the flesh, flesh is, by the spirit. is by the spirit is life and peace. Mm. Why are we going back there? We're going back there because I want to show us something very profound. He tells us very clearly in verses 9. He says, but you are, if you see it from the NIV, he says, you are no longer in the realms of the flesh. Mm. But you are in the realms of the spirit. If you need the spirit of God lives in you. 
when you receive remember you've now been born again by the confession of your mouth you have received christ into your life your old nature has died you're no longer in this realm of the flesh when you're here on earth you uh, the flesh your body don't you touch your hands touch your face your belly that is just a dressing a cloth like the ones the jeans or the dress that you're putting on that is just a cloth Hmm. it is not who you are the Bible says we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It goes on to say in 2 Corinthians, if you read verses, uh, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, I think it's between the verses of 17 to 22. It says, now we are therefore ambassadors of Christ. Mm. Who is an ambassador? When you say an ambassador of America here in Uganda, he doesn't belong in Uganda. Yeah. It's just representing. It's just representing mm. America. Actually, even where he stands, where he where he sits, the offices they consider that land as America. America. Mm. It is the same thing with you. You carry the kingdom of God in you. You're in this world, but you're not of this, this world. world. And it is when you begin to understand these confessions, when it's when you begin to understand this revelation, that you will understand that sin no longer has power over you, because sin is for those who are still in the realm of men. Mm. You're not in the realm of men. Christ came to add super to your natural to make you supernatural. Super wow. To add your extra to your ordinary to make you extraordinary. Interesting. So, he tells us very profoundly in John 15:19. He says, "If you were of the world, oh wow, If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world." Mm. This is the realm where we differentiate those who are called and those who are chosen. For many are called, but many are, are chosen. The ones that are chosen are the ones who agree with God. Right. You could be called and you're a believer, but you're still struggling with God. You're still struggling with sin. You're still struggling with understanding these things because you've not yet come to the true understanding. So you remain in that realm of called going around you know that you're called but you know you can't move far because sin is still holding on to you mm. you stand on a pulpit to preach but you're still feeling guilty because you know what you did last night mm. yeah <laughs> and that is why i said now the barrier that we have why paul is telling us that we should not sin anymore yeah is because when we sin now that we are now believers mm. we give access for the devil to come yeah, into to our life because remember mm. i told you death has two parents, the devil and sin being the mother. So now, that is when you give access for the devil to afflict your mind with condemnation. Mm. You're a believer, you believe in God, but because you have served sin, now you're going to condemn yourself. That is death. Mm. Because remember, Christ carries peace with him. Yeah. You're a believer, you have sinned, you have gone into alcohol, all of a sudden you're driving, you get into an accident, you've invited death. Mm. But your spirit is still of God, you still his righteousness in spirit and not in flesh. Because God does not regard things of the flesh. That's why he even goes on to tell us in his word, judge no man according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. He tells us very profoundly in John 4 24 that God is spirit and those who worship him must, must worship, worship him in spirit, spirit and in truth, truth right. not in flesh and lies Seat. you're not what your flesh tells you are mm. you are to go 
what God tells you you are. 424, it says, KJV, says, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. There's a reason why we have scriptures like that. Now, let me go, let me now dwell deeper. There, I was still on the surface. Mm. Now I'm going deeper. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs 23 verses 7 that for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm. The way you see things on the inside determines how you live on the outside. Okay, say that again. The way you, you see, see things, things in the, in the inside, inside will determine how you live on the outside. There is a believer right now who has received Christ into his life and he believes in the saving power and the saving knowledge of God. But it's, in his mind, he knows, oh my God, I have been drinking alcohol for 15 years. That thing needs some time to leave me. Mm. And because of that way of thinking, you will remain in those patterns of alcohol. There is a believer who has received Christ into their lives, but still thinks he's addicted to masturbation. The thing that was addicted left you. Mm. You're not addicted. You're addicted because you think you're addicted. Mm. And as a man thinketh, so, so is he. he. Mm. Now, because your mind is governed by the acts of the flesh, you will not have peace but death. Mm-hmm. That is what Romans mm-hmm. 8 was telling yeah. us that the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So, we now, mm-hmm. as a New Testament believer, you're no longer seeing, seeing things in the realm of the flesh, you're seeing things in the realm of the spirit because that is where you are. Mm-hmm. I love even how the Bible even says that for us, our conversations are in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. That is where we are. We are far, we are far, we are not in this world, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. But because you still think you're in this world, you still think the things that are supposed to affect you, you still think that there are patterns of why do you think people go for go for rehab and after a few months they relapse? They relapse you know what happens in rehab? When they're introducing you in rehab, what are the first statements they make? Oh hello guys, I'm Michael and I have been an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Declaring. You're declaring, you're speaking. Yeah. Why? Now, that thing is sinking so deep down into your heart. Mm, that, this is that, what that I is, am. That is your nature. That mm. is your identity. That is why people go to rehab and it does not work. It may work for some, but for some others it will not work because of that understanding. Mm. How they see themselves. There's someone right now who believes they are a sinner by nature. I know we are just we are just human. We are human. Mm. We, we sin. We, we mm. sin. Even all those things happen. <laughs> we sin. We are sinners mm. by nature. No. Through the righteousness of God. Right. Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. There is nothing that can change that. Mm. You said it, he sealed it and stamped it. That is all you ever need. Mm. So now, uh, the same way you believed God in the beginning to become born again, why don't you carry that same belief in the choices that you make? Yeah, that's why the Bible tells us now the just who have been justified, just as mm. though they have never sinned, mm. shall live by, by faith. faith. Mm. Let me tell you something: you can walk out of that addiction because you believe you that addiction has no power over you. Right? Because the Bible says sin no longer has dominion over, over you. Mm-hmm. He said, "I am not. It's not man that he should lie. Mm. Let be God. Let God be true, and every man a liar." A liar. Mm. 
men will tell you because you have struggled with it for 15 years you can't come out you can't just come out easily mm. no sorry that is a lie i'm here to tell you that you can come out of it you are out of it the only reason why you're still in it is because you think that is still who you are mm. but that is not who you are you're not a sinner you're the righteousness of god amen even right now even when you have those urges to open that website even when you have those urges to get that bottle of alcohol and drink as you're taking that sip i want you to say and confess i am the righteousness of god <laughs> i am the righteousness of god and let me tell you it may not come that day it may not come maybe the next day but one day you will it come will and come. you will mm. look at that bottle and say but i don't need to take alcohol but i don't need to open that website Mm. Not because you're being forced, not because you're trying to do something that is holy, but it's because you're not who that is not who you are. Mm. It is not who you are. Yeah. Maybe you can share in some insights as I as I gather more. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I've been taking a few notes here. Um and one of I I I, I will I will keep sharing bits and bits because I mean this is this is this is too powerful. You know, um, the way you see things on the inside will determine how you live on the outside. Mm. So, how are we looking at things? Mm. Actually, that is something that um, is very, very, very important because um, you see, even it, it, it begins with inside, right? Because yeah. we even say, out of the abundance of the heart, mm. the mouth speaks. Mm. It's from the heart. It's inside. It's within. But it, father, actually, the the more accurate scripture to that, he says there is nothing outside that can defile a man. Hmm. It is what is inside, inside that man right? that can defile him. Hmm. So if you think that you are addicted to alcohol, you're addicted to drugs, you will actually be addicted outside. Hmm. Start planting the right seeds. Let me tell you something. That is where I go back to my original story. How I was able to flee from addictions was by dwelling in the presence of God. Yeah. Every time I planted that seed, that I'm, I'm a new creation in Christ. Yeah. That where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. That sin no longer has dominion over me. Because I constantly remain in Him, I bore the fruit of freedom. Mm. That's what it means when you remain in Him and I. You see, it is a seed. But after some time, it will come out and manifest as a fruit. That's why I'm telling you, even as you're doing that act, keep confessing and say, you're the righteousness of God. Do you know how hard it is to say you're the righteousness of God when you're having sex outside marriage? Do you know how hard it is to say you're the righteousness of God when you're at the bar, when you're holding that cigarette, when you're holding that uh, joint of weed? Do you know how hard it is to say, yes, that uncomfortable feeling, that is the Spirit of God agreeing with you, <laughs> not condemning you. Christ said, in John 3.17, he did not come to condemn the world, but mm. to save it. We all need a savior. Right. We cannot save ourselves. Now, this goes takes me now to my next chain of thought. Rome, uh, Paul tells the Roman church, if you read Romans 5.4, he tells them where sin gets its strength. He says, sin gets its strength from the law. Every time you tell someone not to do something, that is when they will do it the more. The reason as to why we have so many believers who are still struggling with sin is because they have made up their mind, today was the last day I'm not drinking alcohol. You get. And because you're exercising that strength by yourself, Mm. you're not reliable. 
you end up falling back into the patterns of sin. Mm. That is why we have so many believers who are free for one week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, mm. and they run and they back to the back. same thing. Mm. It's because it was all in your own strength. That is why Jesus Christ is called Yeshua. Yeshua means Savior. He is the Savior of men. Mm. You cannot do it in your own strength. I used to go to God and tell him, and God, I'm believing in you. I'm even speaking to people, but I still, I'm still struggling with pornography. I'm still struggling with masturbation. And it took God constantly repeating in my mind and constantly telling me, Michael, you're not addicted. You think you're addicted, but you're not. The thing that was addicted left you. Mm. Just now have to start believing in it. The same way you believed that now you're born again. What makes you think you cannot believe that you're, you're free? Mm. Free. Mm. That is why I go back to the scripture I told you earlier in Colossians 2, 2 6, is it 2 6 to 7? Colossians uh, 2 6, yes. He says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus Lord, the same way you have received him, this verse continues to say, So walk ye in him. Mm. In other words, live by the grace that you started with. Yeah. Live by that same grace. You believed Christ to become born again. Why can't you believe that he has said that you're free from it? Mm. He says it so clearly. Sin shall not have dominion Dominion over you. you. Mm. But you know what's happening? Some of us, it's sin that is having dominion over us. Why? Not a spiritual problem. A knowledge problem. Believe so heavily in the word of God. He says his word never returns to him void and empty. So he say, if he says you are free, you are free. Because who the son sets free is free, free indeed. Do you know where Jesus is right now? Where does the Bible say he Where does he say he is? This is a question for you, Joel. For me? Uh-huh. Where, does, where, where does Jesus, where does the Bible say Jesus? He's, he's seated. seated. He's seated. At the right hand of the Father. Ho, ho. Oh, that is a big revelation. Mm. Let me explain to you why it's a big revelation. Do you know how many times people are struggling with addiction and they're saying, God, come and help me? God, please come and help me. God, set me free from this thing. God, you know, I've been, also, I've been addicted to this thing for so long. God, come and, you know. But the Bible is saying he's seated. Right why is he seated? Because he said it is finished. finished. There is no extra work. There is no fasting and counseling that you need. There is no. There is nothing that you need. All you need is to sit down, believe, agree, receive, like a little child. The Bible says, earlier I read it for you in Hebrews 4, 16. I think that's why, that's why that, that scripture is so, so profound. At the end there, he says, Therefore, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time. Mm. And now here I'm speaking to that believer who goes on his knees and is feeling guilty. Oh my God, I, I committed, I, I fornicated last night. I did drugs. They even, some say, they even make a promise to God. God, I promise you from today I'm never going to drink. You know that is law? Mm-hmm. You're now functioning under law, not grace. And every time you function under law, you produce sin. 
because the law is what gives sin its power. Mm. That is why people go into cycles. So here he's saying, come boldly unto the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy in your time of need. Now back to Romans 6, because I said that's what I want to teach you for this segment. So I, I had ended earlier where he said that, that um, in verse 6, that our old man was died with him. So verse 7, he says, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Is freed from sin. There is a difference I was sharing with Joel earlier. There's a difference between someone who's free and someone who's free. Yeah. You know that some people who are so they're they're in that place of sin because they're so comfortable in it. Mm. They're so comfortable. Don't be comfortable in it because it's going to limit you. It's not going to make God love you any less, but it's going to limit, limit you. you. Yeah. It's going to limit you. Sin brings about death. There are certain things in your life that are going to suffer because of that sin that you are allowing work in you. But that sin doesn't need to work in you anymore. It does not. Verse 7 says, Now if we be dead in, with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, verses 8, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. Now, I love how he said, that Christ died once. Mm-hmm. Do you know that even you died once to sin? Mm-hmm. And this is where I come back and I tell you, you don't need years to recover. You don't need months of therapy mm-hmm. and, and rehab. You just need to believe in it once. Once. Does that mean that I will not feel the urge to sin, to do all these things? No. That is where you go back to what I was telling you earlier. You're not struggling with sin because you're still a sinner, you're struggling with sin because you have an unrenewed mind. Yeah. And until you go back and renew your mind, that is when you receive the freedom that Christ has freely given to you. So, mind renewal is actually very important on this journey. Right, I like I like um, that you started with the word, mm. right? Mm. Doing, not only getting, mm. you know, but getting and practicing. You read and practice. Mm. Now we are at a point where we renew our minds. Mm. Of course, now, um, like you gave that that um, that analogy that you know, like that that body, the dead body, mm. it still has those reflexes, reflexes. that it responds to. Mm. Now, in this way, how are we going to lose those reflexes of the old nature? Mm. Is by renewing mm. our mind. Uh, I once listened to a preacher. He made a very profound statement. He mm. said, he said. Uh, when he was growing up, there's one thing, I'm sure all of us went through it, even me personally, I went through it. Struggled tying his buttons. Mm. <laughs> you tie a button and there's one that remains down, there's one that remains up. Yeah. And he said, after some time, because he constantly kept on practicing mm. and kept on doing it, it reached a point, he forgot how not to do it. Mm. It reached a point whereby he became so part of him that he would reach the office and he's like, oh, he'd reach school rather. And he's like, oh, I buttoned my shirt today. Let me tell you something. You're not going to read the word of God today, tomorrow. Do it, practice it, and I not effortlessly become what it says. You can't stay the same. You cannot stay the same. Mm. You cannot stay the same. Now, we're still reading. He said, for he died once. Mm. 
Mm. So therefore, also us, we also die once too, to sin. sin. People wait to give testimonies of freedom from alcohol when they no longer have the urge to drink. To drink. Mm. But who, told, who, told, who tells you that when you no longer have the urge, that is when you're free from it? No! That is not when you're free from it. That's why I go back to telling you, as we think in our hearts, so, so are we, we outside it. Mm. So, um, so in verses 11 it says, Now, likewise, he's telling us, the same way God Christ died once, He's telling us now, likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed unto sin. This is in the Bible. It's not from a textbook. It says, reckon yourselves to be dead and indeed unto sin, but alive unto Christ God Jesus. through Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. He says, verses 12, let, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the last thereof. That's why I go back to telling you, what remains now are the acts. Mm. Those to reflexes. See the reflexes. That's mm. why he's telling you right now, don't obey those lusts. Don't obey those reflexes. Your spirit man is stronger than your flesh. This is why we this is why we fast as believers. To strengthen our spiritual mind, to tell our flesh that you don't have dominion. I'm the one who's in charge. I can yeah. tell you when we're going to mm. eat and when we're not going to eat. But some of us it's vice versa. It's the flesh that is dominating us. That's why the Bible says, when you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires yes, of, of the flesh. Of the flesh. Mm. That is why your mind has to be governed by your spirit, not your flesh. This is all scripture. Verses 13 says, Neither yield you members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and as your members as instruments of righteousness. There is a point I want to bring from here. He's saying yield. Yield yourselves unto God. Mm. Yield yourselves unto the Spirit. I love how the Bible, God always gives us a chance, a choice. Say, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil. And you flee. It is a choice. Mm. It is your choice it right is now. It's not by force, you know, like you it must. The mere fact that this scripture has said yield, that means you have a choice. Mm. You have a choice. You have the authority. You have power. But because so many people take these things more practical than theoretical. Mm. Someone will tell you, but man, I still have these urges. So I'm not free from sin. Mm. So you've, be- you've believed more in your flesh than what the, the word, word of God, God says. says. Yeah. And because you have believed that and you have processed that thought, you're going to be what you have processed. Mm. As the mind thinketh. As the mind thinketh in his mind, so, so is he. he. So you can help yourself by choosing to follow the Spirit, by choosing to worship God according to the Spirit and the truth of His Word mm. instead of your flesh and its lies. Yeah. Verses 14, he says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. He says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. This is truth. Sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Mm. Now you see where I brought that part from when I was telling you earlier. Part of the reason as to why people fall so easily is because they are still functioning under the law of Moses. I'm not going to do this. 
I'm not going to do that. Be honest with God. Be yeah. honest with yourself. Go to God and go on your knees and say, God, you know what? The truth is, it's actually tough for me to live this thing. And that is where a relationship comes in. Yes. That's where right. you're transparent. You're, exactly. you're, you're not afraid to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with God. It's no longer a contract. Because mm. relationship has intimacy. It has places where you're going to be vulnerable to, to, to give, yielding to God. Yeah. It says, um, you're not under the law, but you're under grace. He says, God forbid. Verse 16, he says, hey, sorry, where am I? 15. 15. He says, what then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? He says again, God forbid. Verse 16, he says, know you, ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to him you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, here he's telling us in simple terms, when you yield to sin, you partner with sin and its consequences. Like I told you right now, there is nothing that you can do that can affect your spirit man. But every time you sin, you're affecting your physical realm. Mm. You're affecting your influence. You're mm. affecting your walk. Yeah, you're inviting but in exactly. something. You're giving, you're giving, giving him room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're giving him room to influence certain activities of your life. That's when your finances will be affected. That's when your your soul, when I talk of soul, I mean your mental and emotions will be mm. affected. That's when you have sicknesses. That's when you have all these all these sorts of things. Death, that is death in general. Mm. But he's saying, yield yourselves to obedience. When he talks about obedience, he's talking about you submitting to the truth of the word of God. And that truth brings about the fact that you are his righteousness that you no longer need to sin. You no longer need to yield and live in sin anymore. He says, verse 17, but God, but God be thanked that you are one servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form, that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being, being then made free from sin, you have become servants of righteousness. Every time you, 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 that flesh you brings about acts to sin, you say, boss, me, I'm a servant of righteousness. Mm. We speak to it. I'm the one in control, not you. Mm. And actually, this this emotion that you feel, you bring, this desire, this lust you're bringing, it's not who I am anymore. Even go to God in your secret space. You laugh with Him. Say, can you imagine that the, this body was tri- was trying to reflect me back into weed, but it doesn't know that that's not who we are anymore. Because mm. we are new in Christ, we are new in God. Let me tell you something. That is why James tells us in the beginning, be thankful, brethren, when trials and temptations of all sorts come. Um, mm. Because now you're becoming mature in faith. The reason as to why God sits back and that's the reason as to why God is why Christ is seated on the cross is because he knows that you're mature enough to overcome all these things. Right. That maturity begins when you start feeding on the word of God daily, daily, daily. Not on, not on Sundays only. Mm. Not on fellowship. No. Every single day. Bible tells us, blessed is the man who, who meditates on the word of God day yeah, and night. night. Mm. So it is something that has to be a part of you. This is, this is your food. This is your bread. Every single day. Every single day. When he tells us in the Lord's Prayer, mm. give us today our daily bread. bread. 
Mm. He's not talking about physical bread. He's talking about a word mm. that every day you should ask for a word from God. Because you know the word of God became flesh, and what, it, what does that flesh tell us? He says, "I am the bread of life." Of life. Mm-hmm. So every day he's telling you, as a priority, you should ask him for mm-hmm. one word. You should ask him for understanding. Because part of the reason as to why you struggle with the things that you struggle is because you lack certain understanding. Mm-hmm. He says, verses nineteen, "I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh." For as you have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanliness and to iniquity and iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants, to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were when when, when you were servants, when you were the servants of sin, he's talking about when you still when you were your, your nature. Remember, I told you when you interpret that into Greek, it means meaning sin nature, not act to sin. Mm. It's saying that when you were still a sinner by nature. When you are still servants of sin, you are free from righteousness. That means you, you didn't have to do acts of righteousness. He's saying, but verses 21, what, the, what fruit had you then in those things? Where you not, whereof you are now ashamed? ashamed for the mm-hmm. end of those things is death. death. Mm-hmm. But now being made free from the nature of sin mm-hmm. and become servants to God, you have the fruit unto holiness. That means you are holy effortlessly. Hmm. There's nothing you have to, to do, do to make you holy. Yeah. It's telling us, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Jesus. Christ our Lord. I don't believe you need even counseling after this. Because this scripture is so plain and simple and so clear that God has given you the free gift of righteousness and with it comes so many things attached mm. your liberty from that sin mm. your freedom from that sin you only stuck where you are because you haven't yet come to the understanding it is something that you have read and understood with your mind but has not become a revelation in your heart mm. when it becomes a revelation in your heart and how how you how you make scripture move from your mind to your heart is through meditation mm. When the Bible talks of meditation, it's telling you this is the process from which it's going to move from just something you have read and thought of in your mind to something that has become a revelation in your heart. Mm -hmm. And when it becomes a revelation in your heart, you're going to think on your freedom and you're going to be free from sin and Mm -hmm. its power. You're going to be free from addiction. Because now it's no longer something that is in your mind. Now here I'm speaking to a believer. Mm -hmm. The reason as to why you could tell me, Michael, I read the Bible every day. Michael, I do this every day. I pray every day. That thing is still in your mind. Meditate on it. Just get it and say, Today, I'm going to meditate on how sin alone has dominion over me. What does it mean? Why does the Bible say this? Then you're going back. Christ was on the cross. He was mm-hmm. beaten. He was tortured. He was done all these things. He even went to hell. So that. I, and even now, He was even risen up. Then I may now become justified. Yeah. I'm now a new man. I've gone back to the original idea God had for man. Mm. Plain and simple. So I think that is it. Maybe if you have now questions or hints you want to hint on as regarding to that. Wow. This this um this was an amazing session by the way and I am I am glad that Michael joined us today. So before we close the session for today, um let's give an opportunity to those who do not know Jesus. Yes, 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 most definitely. 
um, so to because I was speaking to different types so I know that people who are in different places in their lives there is someone who's listening to me and has never received God into their life have never received Christ into your life and you're still struggling with certain things you do not have to live under this anymore it does not have to be something that that you can't live without yeah and even that believer who has been struggling you're only struggling because you're still identifying with your fallen nature mm. this is to show you that you're no longer part of that fallen nature god removed you out of that fallen nature it's your old nature that compelled you to sin it's your old nature that told you had to fornicate you your old nature that still kept you in this place Mm. that doesn't have to be but before i go into that prayer of those that are still struggling with sin and addiction i want to pray for someone who has never received christ earlier i told you how we receive him is so easy you just need to confess with your mouth and believe, believe in your, in your heart, heart. Mm. it worked for me it can work for you so after you can repeat after me if you're there uh, say lord jesus lord jesus i take you today i take you today as my lord and personal savior as my lord and personal savior and from today and from today i'm a new being i'm a new being i'm a new creature i'm a new creature and the old has gone and the old has gone i receive your new now i receive your new now from today from today renew me renew me transform me transform me change me change me in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name amen amen, amen. now amen. i want to pray for those that are struggling with sin addiction heavenly father i thank you for the word of knowledge yes, that uh, we have received today for everyone who's in their respective areas of life whatsoever they're struggling with individually you and you alone know everything that they are struggling with but i thank you because that's not the end of their story they have been freed and who the sun sets free is free indeed and as they have received this word of knowledge i pray that it becomes a revelation in their hearts that it doesn't stay in their minds but it becomes a revelation in their hearts this revelation that is going to help them step outside sin and its bounds this revelation that is going to give them the power and authority to walk in who they have been called to be i thank you lord because from today someone is dying to their flesh someone has died to their flesh right now as i speak at the sound of my voice there is someone who has died to their flesh after this they're no longer going to submit to their flesh they're not going to be servants of sin but they're going to be servants of your righteousness i thank you lord and i praise your holy name for this sharing through jesus christ our lord and savior amen amen amen, amen. thank you so much michael for sharing this with that uh, with us i believe this has touched the lives of very many people is that yeah. it has opened minds to actually understanding and it has stirred up something in someone's heart out there to actually get deeper in the word of god you know yeah. to actually get to the point of meditation at all, not only reading and to actually do what the word of god says i know there are some who have felt it even after here you feel like you want to even dive so much very fast into scripture yes keep that fire and don't let because you know of ultimately everything comes to try us because of the word mm. now because if you receive this knowledge that temptation may come but don't give into it you do not have to give into it because it's not who you are you remain are who God says you are exactly mm-hmm. you are free and who's the sunset free is free, free indeed. indeed yes so just give it to god it's not in your own strength that's why you need christ he is your savior ask him to save you from it he has a fact already saved you from it you just now need to agree with him believe in him receive him 
that is all that you need to walk in. Wow, wow, wow. This is this has been really amazing. Thank you so much, Michael, once again for joining us. And for those who are listening, this is your time to be free. Yeah. You know, everything God has given us the liberty. You know, God has given us liberty. We don't have to be held in these things anymore. Mm. Like as, as he has said, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you so much. Please feel free to get in touch with us. Um, email seasonsessions21 at gmail.com. And on the Instagram platform, seasons underscore and underscore sessions. From us to you, God bless you. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you.